0: This episode of The Only Podcast About Movies was recorded a little differently. Though Shahir and I are back in the studio, we have a special guest via Skype joining us. Therefore, if you hear any audio anomalies like tinniness or echo or, I don't know, maybe even a love letter being read at the top of the episode, just let it slide. Although I don't know if I could blame the love letter thing on our guest. Anyway, enjoy the show. <laughs> My dearest internet, I knew from the first time I saw this film it would be a dividing affair. And since eloquence is in such short supply amongst this, the singular podcast about motion pictures, I fear for the dark times ahead. While the subject at hand may not earn its time in your mind's eye after viewing it, I can only pray that our deconstruction of the tale brings truth to your ears and warmth to your hearts. Also, if you take one thing away from my correspondent's dearest internet, let it be this. Stealing children is totes romantic.
1: My name is Matthew Kroll. And I'm here Dad, Dear listener, one day this will all feel like a dream and because this, you will forget what Matthew just said. This did. is
0: the only podcast about movies, specifically the film The Light Between
1: Oceans. Is it The Light or... I I think it's the. Oh well, well, well. We have someone here who can fact check us. Yes. Hello, Annie Gillies.
2: Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here and argue with you.
1: You sound excited. She
2: is our. <laughs> <laughs> I have a man voice. You have a man voice. Yeah. True. Like I've got like uh- early morning man voice or something. I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, thanks for getting up early morning to listen to us. You're here <laughs> via <laughs> satellite through the magic
2: of the interweb. I am. Yes, I'm in Buffalo, New York, right now. For our listeners, Annie Gillies is
1: the producer extraordinaire from MTV for the last 13 years. She is the producer. You might have seen her name on Wild and Out, on Common Sense, and a very exciting show that's coming up soon that we can't really talk about. Keep it locked. So, <laughs> keeping it on the keeping it on the DL. She's also the quintessential Buffalo Bills fan uh, and a really good aunt, from, from the the what I, aunt, I understand. Although yes. hasn't met my child yet. So a, a <laughs> semi-good aunt. Semi-good. <laughs> <to, laughs> a <laughs> great aunt <laughs> to children related to her. Look, I, got, I got him good
2: oh. gifts. Like, you got him I good gifts? I haven't met him yet. You know? Yeah, that's true. That he, is true. Yeah,
1: you did get him good gifts. We we, <laughs> we have tweeted photos of uh, of his gifts. Uh, yeah. But Annie, the reason we got you on the show is that I was sitting in an edit booth with you one day, and for some reason, we started talking about Alicia Vikanda. Yes. And uh, you're a big fan, right?
2: Yeah, Alicia, that's how Alicia. you... Alicia, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go,
1: <laughs> magic number one. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, no, since, I mean, it was probably this time last year when I got the first screener for the Danish girl and I was like, I I watched it and it was halfway through and it was the first time ever I stopped a movie and I went and looked up on IMDB to see who the actress was and it was her and I've watched all of her films since. So yeah. was one thing about
1: Annie that I've noticed over the years is that when you love someone on screen, you really fall hard for them, right? Like, like this is you, you really go all in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I get, I mean, not, I, obsessed is a horrible word for it. Not yeah, obsessed. No, no, no. In I,
1: fact, I would say
0: Annie, to be honest, and I've known you, God, for better part of 12 years, 13 years at this yeah. point. Um actually, I was Annie's intern back in yes, the day. Back in oh, the wow. day. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um but uh something I've always respected about you in this space in particular is you are the best kind of fan of something. And by that I mean you have all of the heart and the energy and sort of the like the drive behind loving a thing without a drop of the crazy. Because <laughs> especially in my in my wheelhouse of comic book movies and you know superheroes and video games and stuff, you have a lot of passionate people.
2: Yeah, but I, <laughs> rarely
0: with your wonderful temperament. Yeah. Not rarely, but just you get more there's more bad seeds in my camp.
2: Yeah. My, my mom always says that no matter what it is, if it's a favorite actress or a team or a friend, I'm very loyal. So, yes, I'm loyal. And when I like something, I'm all in.
1: <laughs> so has uh, Alicia, it's Alicia, right? Yes. Has she let you down so far?
2: Um, n- you know something? I didn't love the Born movie. Okay, um, I didn't
1: even see she was in the latest born movie. Yeah, but that was more
2: her. like I mean, she didn't really have any speaking parts. Right. She was kind she of like, steamrolled. You know, she had to be angry the whole time. For
1: Matt, you'll enjoy this. She is the she is the new Lara Croft. What? She's the new Tomb Raider. <laughs> I guess I could see that. Yeah, she's gonna be she is playing based on the, the new The game. new video game, which yeah. is great.
0: I think the, that movie's super cinematic, although it kind of might fall into Uncharted territory where I don't really need it. Like I don't need a new Tomb Raider movie, but whatever. But I loved her <laughs> in. Um, I loved her in. Um, she's obviously in this film that we're talking about, the Light Between Oceans. T- <laughs> but um, she's the lead. Uh, but I I loved her in Ex Machina. She's oh, amazing yeah, in Ex that was an amazing uh, movie. Yeah. So. Annie,
1: and 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 Annie, you even pointed out a because she's Swedish, right?
2: Yes, Swedish. Uh,
1: you pointed out a Swedish film that we felt uh, that you thought we should watch Pure. Um, at some point.
2: Yeah, that was her first film that she ever did, and it's like mind blowing to think that's her first film if you watch it. And then she won like the equivalent. of of The Swedish Oscar for it, her very first film ever. But oh, it's, wow. you should watch it. It's, and it's how old is this girl? She seems very I think very she's young. Like twenty seven. Oh God, I hate yeah. her already. <laughs>
0: she here has this thing where he just hates people younger than him that are successful. Yeah, it really.
2: <laughs> That's it, it's like everybody. Uh, I- I don't, but I don't. I don't think you do. I don't think you no. do, Annie. No, I don't. I don't care at all. I'm like, good for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like. Well, that I'm they- just a jealous, bitter person. <laughs> <because> <laughs> Maybe that's that. it. That's what you are.
1: But but the other thing that was surprising is when we started talking about it is you are you have read the book and that yeah. was a big uh, qualifier in my sense. And then you were a big fan. Uh, I, I'm well. I'm personally a very big fan of the director Derek Cianfrance, uh, and you were as well.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, you know, I've only seen a—he's only had a couple of films that I've really seen, but I—I I loved Blue Valentine and um, The Place Beyond the Pines.
1: I think those two movies are both uh, phenomenal. Um, so this, and, and so the reason I was interested in this movie was, um, I, you know, like obviously, if a new filmmaker comes out that gets me excited, I, I like to keep track of what they're going to be doing next. Um, so Blue Valentine, I thought, was phenomenal. Uh, Place Beyond the Pines just blew my mind away, and I saw that on an airplane. Uh, on the smallest possible screen, and and even then, I was devastated by that movie. Um, in in a in a good way. Oh, it, it, it devastation
0: it, it, in the best way. Is what you're saying? It, it
1: knocked me off my feet, and uh, you were sitting down. Uh, it Knocked me off my ass onto the aisle, which is very <laughs> awkward because the stewardess had to come and pick me up. Um, but I went home and I bought the bought the blu-ray, and I've watched it a couple times since. I just think that film is amazing. Um, and so when, you know, he became a person that I was like, whatever he makes next, I'm going to go see, uh, which is maybe the wrong choice this week. Cause I saw it last night at a screening in Manhattan where myself and my wife were the only two people in the theater, um, completely empty. And this movie's only been out a week. Um, so, and I may, maybe we should have seen Bridget Jones's baby instead. Well, to, but...
0: be, to be fair, to be fair, mm. uh, you did go at like 10:50 or something.
1: On a but on a Friday night in a in a, in a fairly busy movie theater.
2: Uh, I guess
1: uh, <laughs> I don't know. How was your screening, Annie? Was it was it busy?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I went the first week. This is the third week it's been out now. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was I, I would say about half full for like a maybe I think I went at one thirty on like a Sunday. So
1: in so Buffalo our, too. In Buffalo, yeah, as well. yeah. Well, so for our listeners, we 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 realize this is not the most highly viewed film. But that's the kind of film we like to put eyes on. Uh, at least I like to. Matt, I'm not sure you like to either. Hey, before <laughs> we get into my opinion, uh, let's do a little housekeeping share. We have a new website. Let's go there real quick. Only movie podcast. Dot .com.
0: com. That's yeah. right. And you can go find all of our life and works there, uh, all of our past reviews. Uh, you can contact us through there, or you can contact us still at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com for any requests or concerns, movies you want us to touch on. Hell, actually, uh, later on this week, we will be dropping, uh, we'll be driving through. We'll be driving through. They're making me watch Drive, Annie. I hate Drive. But four or five <laughs> listeners have requested that we we review Drive. I think it's so a, a good soundtrack.
2: It's a really good soundtrack. It has an
1: excellent soundtrack. I think two of those listeners are Nicholas Parker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so we do love to take requests. Annie, I think we'll we'll try and fit in Pure at some point. Yeah, I, I'd uh, be
2: very interested to see what you guys think of it. I think that would be a great one.
1: Yeah, and also check us out
0: on iTunes. so You can subscribe on there, please, if you like what you hear. Leave us some stars. I'm not gonna give. I'm gonna be not gonna be so uh, presumptuous as to say how many stars. Yeah, but some stars would be would be lovely. And of course, you can check us out on our Facebook page, where Shahir constantly posts videos about the Marvel Universe, trying to pick at my calm. Uh, oh,
1: eight, eight. Hey, I'm just pointing out what's being said on the internet. I'm check
0: just... out that video. There's a video on there about the scoring in films, Annie. It's about how uh, big budget movies, the Marvel ones in particular, are sort of dropping the ball at when it comes to scores. I agree slash disagree, and I think the video has a lot of problems. And it's like, here's why there's a problem. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, it's a good it's a good talking point. Everyone should go check that. Out. But anyway, here's the synops- light. Here's a synopsis between
1: oceans. IMDb synopsis. Shahir, go. A lighthouse keeper and his wife living off the coast of Western Australia raise a baby they rescue from an adrift rowboat. Simple, snappy, that's it. Untrue. <laughs> Untrue. What's untrue about that? That's not what the, it's untrue because that's not what the movie is about. But that's what happens in yes, the movie. Yes, that,
0: that's what happens within 5 minutes of the film. not that's, within 5 minutes, no, I'm not saying. Not within 5 minutes I mean, at all. I w- mean like uh encapsulated in a specific 5 minutes of the film. Do you get what I'm saying? Not like
1: it happened in the first 5 Listen, minutes. Listen, this is not the only movie podcast about IMDb synopses. <laughs> no, I'm just saying
0: it's a bad out of all of these cuz they're not t- generally great. Mm, yeah. uh, this one is the
1: least great I don't in a think while. that's egregiously wrong. But but Annie, yeah. here's a question for you. Did you know about this bo- as a book before the film was coming out, or did you did you come to it because you knew the film was coming out? I
2: knew the film was coming out. so that's what because it take I'm not going to lie. It takes me a lot to read a book. <laughs> um right. but but knowing that it was coming out and there was actors I liked in it, I read it. and then I, you know, breezed through it. And I've once I started reading the book, I was talking to people. And like, everyone's read this book. I shouldn't right. say everyone. a lot of women have read this book.
1: I was about to read it. I bought it specifically to read it before this review came along, but I was reading two other books at the same time, and I didn't quite get to this one. Stop Mm. reading the devil stuff, man. (laughs) We're we're doing a movie (laughs) review uh, about a a very old uh, British film, and I'm reading a lot of history about it. But I really wanted to read this, so I ended up reading the first five pages. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to get to this before we finish, before we uh, before we review the movie. But I didn't quite get to it. But tell me your experience of reading the book before before we get into the movie and and without spoilers, if you can.
2: Um, Yeah. So, no, I mean, the book itself, like I said, I don't read a lot. I wish I could. It it puts me to sleep. But um, I finished the book in like a week and I just couldn't put it down. But I mean, then knowing the book it's, there's a ridiculous premise beyond, you know, behind it, the whole baby washing ashore. So I knew that going into the film, you know, that it was, you know, having to dispense belief to some extent, but no, I mean, the book was, was decent, you know, like, but knowing that they were the actors in it, I could kind of visualize it more,
1: but, um, didn't, didn't you just i mean didn't the you, you you said to me that the book kind of really moved you though like the actual the actual story the actual oh, execution of the story
2: well at the end so I finished the book and yeah. I literally w- like cried for like an hour and like just felt depressed all night and but that same feeling happened in the film
1: wow that and that's really hard to translate that kind of emotional um emotional content of a book into a film
2: yeah I, th- I've never heard of a um adaptation that was so spot on. They literally and that, this could be a positive or a negative for some people, but it was like scene by scene, exactly like the book. Well even, so
0: oh sorry. No, I was to say
2: even the way in the beginning it's almost like very montagey. Like that's mm-hmm. literally how the book is.
1: Do you, do you think now that I've, I've, I've gone backwards and I've seen the film and not read the book, should I go back and read the book?
2: You really don't even need to. I mean, it's literally like, I f- like I'd have to go back and see. I can't imagine there was that much dialogue added. It's, mm-hmm. it's like almost exactly. There's like one part in the beginning of the book that wasn't in it. And I was glad it wasn't because I think it would have made it che- like it would have been a cheesy beginning of the film. But after that, it's literally exactly the same.
0: Well, the thing, the thing I I kind of come, am coming at this from the opposite end of stuff. So I watched the, I hadn't read the book Mm -hmm. uh, and I watched the trailer for the film and I thought the trailer made the film seem interesting.
1: Um, But I I stopped watching the trailer because I felt it gave away the whole.
0: Well, it kind of does. And that, that's sort of my point. So, uh, God, I'm, I'm torn on a lot of different parts of this film and I don't want to give anything away before spoilers, but basically the premise that we just read you doesn't really take effect until after like the first hour hmm. Right. Uh, well, 30, 30 minutes. Uh, like it's, if, if it's if it's 30 minutes, it felt longer than that to me. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, because it goes through these two people's sort of courtships and how they ended up there. And that was probably like the most interesting part to me. Though, granted, you could have gotten to the meat and potatoes of this faster. Like I personally, as personally, since their Since their history, I guess, the two characters who fall in love, who eventually find this baby at the lighthouse, since their history isn't crazy important to the last two thirds of the film, like it's really not. I would have been fine with them just sort of like having a quick courtship or something like that. And just they're this family that lives on the island like you can establish characters and caring about people in a fast manner. But like what, what this is what this is what I'm trying to say. The beginning set up. A, a film that I was like, wait, this isn't what this thing's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about this. Ba- like where, are the, where's this baby? Like, I saw the trailer and then I was like, man, if I didn't watch the trailer, this might be interesting. Cause it'd be like a twist to me at the end. I'm like, Oh, there's a baby. Yeah. And then like, I would have maybe been more invested. And then I was thinking about people, Annie, who read the book. Uh, and if it is verbatim, I, I, I personally, I would have found that like, dr- just like draw like long and, uh. but, see, but even- I wonder, but I wonder, too, and this is something, I guess, in the, the way the mediums sort of play. Like, again, when they people adapt stuff that's in my wheelhouse, comic books, et cetera, uh, even let's go with Walking Dead. Right. Do you watch mm-hmm. Walking
2: Dead? Uh, yes.
0: OK, so they Walking Dead does something wonderful, I think, is even though it, it missteps a lot, it it takes the, the the thoughts and the premise of the show and twists the actual plot enough. So if you've read the book, it keeps it interesting enough for you moving forward and you can sort of read or read and watch in tandem. And I know this isn't long form and I know this is a sort of a film adaptation of one novel. It's not the same. But I just felt like, you didn't feel any redundancy? You just were like super happy to see what you liked on screen?
2: Well, I think that you need that whole setup because you need to see these characters and care about them, you know, that that they're like in love and they could, you know, endure things together. I felt you needed that time to see them together. And then the things that happens... Before the baby comes, you know, when she has those couple issues, I thought that was huge because that just shows you the kind of mindset she was in. Right. I mean,
0: that does set up the mindset. I think, and you know, I don't think we should lose that aspect of it. We'll get into that in, in spoilers. I, mean, yeah.
2: I,
1: if, I think we can say what it is. It's it's, it's she has two miscarriages um, before the baby arrives. Yeah. Um, very painfully depicted miscarriages yeah. as well. Um, and I
2: mean that's anymore. something too. Like just seeing that, like you know. I, you know, maybe as a woman, but like, you don't see that on, on film that often and in such a raw way. It was so like, that's, you know, it was a very emotional, I mean, she did a great job in it, obviously, but like, it was just emotional to see that. And then, you know, I, I know people who have gone through that and you do go into like a crazy depression and then to see the whole baby situation, it like, it makes stealing a baby a little bit more, um, Realistic potential, palatable. Yes, it's
1: it's also. Uh, I mean, it's such a you know, like having just had a baby and like you know, going through issues like that. Um, it's a it's a it's a very common occurrence, um, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I think uh, young pregnant mothers are aware of. You know how common it is, um, and so to see it like yeah, to, to to for me to see it depicted like that uh, as powerfully it was as it was depicted um, was, uh, and I do agree. I think I think. If the setup really helps the 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 payoff of the emotional content later on, um, so Annie, I'm guessing you're you're a fan of the movie.
2: Yes, <laughs> you know I, I did. I, I loved it because I felt like. You saw it twice, didn't you? Yeah, because I saw a screening, wow. and, the, and then I and then I went with a group of friends. Um, oh, okay, so you wanted, to,
1: you wanted to vote with your dollars. Yeah. That's understandable. <laughs> and <laughs> but, how uh, was the experience? Well, okay, I mean, tell us what you think about it. Well, the I mean.
2: first time I saw it, it was more, it's that whole, like, taking a book to a movie. So I just was kind of watching. You know, I didn't feel like I got to just enjoy it, because I was like, oh, are they going to do this next? Like, thinking mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. But I just, I did, I enjoyed it. There wasn't... Like, I didn't want it to end in the sense of, like, I I knew what was going to happen, but I was enjoying the journey. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of, I I guess I don't see films like that that often. That it's just, you know, it could be those long, sweeping shots, and maybe you don't need all that. But it just was, like, very pretty and very just, like, interesting to watch and just seeing kind of, you know, these women that you're kind of afterwards we were all debating like you, you're not sure who's the bad person or if there's a bad person and it's just kind of what would you do in that and you know in different instances it was I don't know it you know not thought-provoking like a film that you know you know because this is obviously like I said dispensing belief but like it was thought-provoking like it was okay. ever, you know I had different opinions on right. what they would have done and you know who each of these characters were.
0: I mean, I'll, and we'll get into it, but I yeah. definitely, I definitely have opinions. I know who the bad people are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, from
1: my, I, I'm glad you thought it was pretty as well because that's my home country. It was shot in New Zealand. Shout yes. out to New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people on the crew that I have worked with and seen before as well. So it was really cool to see uh, some names of, uh, of oh nice, of, of people that's I cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, my, so here's the thing. I, I did, I, I really enjoyed it, and I, and I went in not, no, you know, not from the book's point of view, but looking from from Derek Siân Francis's point of view. Um, I hope that's how you pronounce his name. Um, Let's go with yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, here, I I like you, Annie. I really enjoyed it. I, I I loved being in the film. I loved the world of the film. I loved I loved pretty much every single character in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple of moments where characters did things um, that I was uh, I found questionable, but but again, because of the filmmaking, the acting, the writing. Um was so strong, I was willing to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was with it. Now the only the only thing that I would say is, and, and I am a here's the thing, as a as a grown ass man, I am a strong strong lover of melodrama, mm-hmm. and I'm a strong. I I, I have a. a I love weepies. I love films that like... Oh, you re-
0: love love. I do. I, I
1: love films that I can actually like get me to cry mm-hmm. a- and like get me to feel like really invested in the story. And and the, the two um, from the last decade that I that I really a- adore, or uh, well, actually three, um, would be... Go for four. <laughs> go, well, why don't we go for four? Um, would be Brokeback Mountain. Uh, Brokeback Mountain gets me every single time. I think that is just a, a, a wonderful melodrama that, that that touches human the depth of the human heart in ways that most media can't do. Um, uh, blue, blue is the warmest color. Uh, the French film uh, I forget the director's name is just wonderful um and i'm drawing a blank on the third what it so was, it was really just two no there was a third now I've gone, yeah now i've gone blank on it but either way I'll, it'll hit me what in the middle, in the of, middle of my in, in the my middle,
0: synopsis of what i think of the film before we get into spoilers shears is going to yell out the third movie
1: bam yeah. <laughs> blade runner <Yeah>. bam <laughs> no so but i did th- so and, and the thing that i thought was interesting about this film uh, two or three things. One was that it's uh, really just two. It's really just two. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Cien-France, uh The last two films he's done has he's played so much with structure. Um, you know, Blue Valentine has this alternating timeline that that jumps um, between the start of a relationship and the and the end of a relationship, and The Place Beyond the Pines spans like an intergenerational. You know, the the consequences of an event that that spans two generations. Mm-hmm. Um, so he seemed he. The thing that I felt was most interesting about him was that he seemed to be able to take um, emotional content and still play around with cinematic structure in a really unique and interesting way, but still be able to deliver the emotional content. Something something, Something that sometimes, say... Some someone like uh, Quentin Tarantino, he he's really good at playing with time and with structure, but I don't get the emotional resonance of why he's playing with that time of structure. Um, and I think and I think Derek Cianfrance does it really really well. He he manages to make the the structural changes he does uh, make sense and, and be important. So I was kind of curious as to watching this film how how linearly this film unfolded. It was really like. Here's the beginning. Here's the story. Here are these two characters meeting. Here is the, you know, the the miscarriages, and then here is the baby, and here's the consequence of that. You know, it's very linear. Um, uh, obviously, there's a the, there's one element to this that we'll get into in spoilers later on that 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 maybe crosses that boundary. Dragons, a bit. Uh, yeah, dragons appear <laughs> later on around the lighthouse. So I was kind of like, oh, he's, you know, like he's really like going against what he's done before. And I kind of, and I, I, I'm, you know, when a filmmaker tries to, to go in a different direction, I really like that. I will say I did find that the film, though really exquisitely made beautiful, everything about it was, was really exceptional to me. And I loved being in it. I found that the longer it drew on, the less impactful the eventual conclusion was the, the eventual, like the, the, the moments that should have hit me, I think half hit me, you know, it's not that I didn't feel the emotion that was going on, but I just wasn't like, you know, like at the end of broke Rat mountain where I'm just a, a Rick on the floor or, or blue Valentine on the place beyond the pines. Uh, I wasn't quite there, but I did find the moments very powerful. Um, and I, and I did think that they, if, if you, if you like Annie, like yourself, Annie, were, Completely invested in the way this movie was going, and was just willing to be to go along with it. Then I think those moments would have completely landed. Yeah. Um. I there, there's another side to this, which I feel like this movie. Th- there's so much A-list talent behind this movie. Adam Arkaport shot this movie, and he's a phenomenal DP. Um. Uh. He he's actually shooting. So the same team is kind of assembling together for one of a film that I'm sure Matt's going to see, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it's the same DP, same Michael Fassbender, same produ- production team. Oh, you're going to see it too. I'm going to be forced <laughs> to see it. I'm afraid. If I'm seeing this, you're seeing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Listen, I would, the reason I would go see Assassin's Creed is Adam Akapur, uh, who's the DP. Uh, he's phenomenal. Um, so, you know, like I, there's an interesting thing that's happening there, which is that, that, uh, cause, cause I believe Michael Fassbender's production company is behind this as well, uh, which is that, they're they're doing these big blockbusters and then they're, they're taking time out to do these much smaller intimate films. Yeah, well. do,
0: you do the safe picture, then you do the art picture. We
1: learned that in *Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back*.
0: That's we, like, <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, yeah
1: well, applesauce, bitch. It's what you do. Um. So, but I feel like this was this felt like this was supposed to be an award winner, and I think it got dumped a little early. And maybe it's because it's a little long. I'm not too sure. It feels like it doesn't quite land in the award-winning film mold. But it's still exceptional, still worth your time. I I really did enjoy it. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I feel like, you know, like the awards that'll probably come from it would, or nominations would be Mm -hmm. things like cinematography and acting as opposed to, because like, it's coming from a book that wasn't, you know, the story itself, I don't think could lend to maybe being an award-winning story. Agreed. You know, but I don't know, maybe that, you know, but I thought the way they did the film was, you know, exquisite. And I thought the acting and, you know, was amazing. So on, on my
0: end, I know no one's asking, but I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, Normally Annie, I don't feel bad uh, when Shaheer and I disagree, but I, I really (laughs) like you, Annie. And I feel bad that I'm, I'm going to, to essentially, I mean, be t- not trying to prove anybody right or wrong, but basically saying what didn't work for me. And a lot of the things that you both said, uh, I, I, I disagree with. Let's start with what I agree with. Okay. Uh, I think uh, the acting is good. Mm-hmm. I really like all the people in it. Uh, the, you know who really got me? I, I want to find his name. Uh, the guy who it was a minor character, but
1: the boat captain. Uh, oh, Jack Thompson. He's a he's, yeah, he's an a, amazing stalwart of uh, of Australian cinema. Ralph, he yes. was great. Yes. Uh, uh, a, if you like him. He, does, he is in this amazing film called The Sum of Us with Russell Crowe. Okay. And this was made years ago. And it's basically Russell Crowe is a gay rugby player in in Australia, like the most masculine era. Right. And Jack Thompson is dead. The pirate captain is dead. And he has to like learn to accept his son's homosexuality. Okay. Homosexual. That's and, cool. And, and he does it by like, like trying to set up dates for his son and like, <laughs> and like buying pornography for his son. It's really great. It's uh, is it effect. a comedy
0: or is it a drama? It's a... A dramedy.
1: It's a, it's a dramedy. It's, okay,
0: it's a it's fantastic. I will check that out. So I liked him. Um, everyone's performances were serviceable. The the <laughs> serviceable. They were, except for there was a couple stand up moments. Obviously, when um the the miscarriages occur, like those are powerful moments, and and I think they were extremely well played from both actors involved. Um, however, uh I, yeah. After the, Here it comes, Annie. After and I'm the baby. Well, I'm oh, sorry. Let's talk a little bit technical first. So, the cinematography you guys are saying was great. I, I got to go 50 50 on it, to be honest. So, the, the framing was beautiful. The shots, like when they were, when everything was framed, with the exception of like some weird close ups, there were some super close ups in the beginning that like were framed oddly and I couldn't tell why. Like I'm like there's a reason for this and maybe I'm missing it, but whenever they did a super close up in the first half of the film, especially with during the courtship, You're talking it about was the scene. very
1: uneven. You're talking about the scene where they're uh looking out of the That okay. was one of them. Yeah.
0: Um and then um, oh and then it's for, for a film with the word light in the uh, in the title I felt like everything was super muted with the exception of when you'd have a shot of the sun or a shot of the lighthouse going. Everything else was just there was no color to anything it felt it felt like the romantic movie equivalent, of uh the, the there's a term sort of like the gray box shooter in uh in video games when like all these stupid games look mm. exactly the same and it's just gray hallways. Mm. This is just like
1: gray landscapes. I I disagree actually. I thought one of the things that There was would, some green. Uh, no, one of the things that they were doing was they were that I thought was really Uh, It's really challenging if you're a cinematographer is they were shooting into the light all the time, which is
0: insane. (laughs) And I know. And and they got a clear enough image. But what I'm saying is from a from a palette standpoint and from what I what what is my normal wheelhouse of sort of enjoyment of, of visual aesthetics. And I like going weird. This didn't feel like weird or extreme. It just felt meh. It was just sort of there. Like, I think the framing again was great. Color. Not so much for me. And then finally, and then let's get into spoilers because we've been doing a lot of opinion, is while the writing itself I don't have a problem with. I know I poked fun at it with that letter in the beginning. There's a lot of letter reading in this movie. (laughs) Uh, A a lot. Um, But the story itself relies on a lot of stuff, Shaheer, that you hate. It's this happens and then this happens. There's not a lot of this happens because this happens. And we can go through it as we go down. Right. But, like, it was a lot of sort of... convenience in an odd way and then to the point there's a moment uh, my the breaking point for me at this film near the end of it where i was like oh so we're just logic is not gonna function anymore okay uh basically again writing fine story as it went it just spaghettied out of control for me and uh i gotta be honest uh you were everyone's talking about how emotionally revenant uh, uh relevant i guess it is for people and maybe it's where i am at in my life or, or maybe not but like I've been moved by Brokeback Mountain. I've been moved by, I mean, oddly enough, Terminator 2. Like, there's ways to build characters, at least for my specific palette, that make me truly care about them. I cared, during, the obviously, about them during the, um, during the miscarriages because that's just, like, human, right? Like, you see that, and you're like, fuck, like, that's fucking terrible. And you're in it with them, and it's just, like, it's raw, and you feel awful for them if you have any slice of humanity. Mm-hmm. But as the movie went on, No character was a specific like was actually a good person. And like but before the bat, like a lot of bad stuff happened to people they set up for us to care about. And then everyone just fucks up so bad. Everyone, with the exception of the boat captain, because he was awesome. And then I was like, well, I don't feel bad for any of these people anymore.
2: Wow. You, so uh, you yeah, no I mean, your heart, heart sounds
0: very yeah. dark
1: and yeah. cold, man. No. Well, yeah. yes, but
0: I, I, I it, it, you know, sometimes it grows
1: six times its size. And I it's mean, just we're talking wonderful. about your heart here, not uh, like your lower extremities. When, when, Jesus. you know,
2: without, without, I don't know, can we say spore there, but when they take, when she's in the jail and they take the daughter away and she just crumbles to the ground. I mean, my friend sitting next to me, who has a daughter, was like gripping my hand and like just like. Like, almost uncontrollably, like, making right. sobby noises.
0: And I felt bad for the daughter, but I didn't feel bad for Crazy Pants, who stole a baby. <laughs> nah, so, yeah. so let's get into spoilers. We should get, get into spoilers so, here.
1: So let's, I, I feel like... Spoilers and, starting and, right now, I'm going to do a different voice every time, but that's a spoiler voice.
0: Wow. Annie, I don't know. I'm sitting across from him. It was like he was teleported to another realm and a small
2: gnome was here. I'm glad I'm in Buffalo. Yeah.
0: T- <laughs> <laughs> I am too cuz I feel like you'd strangle me by the end of this. Um cuz again, and uh I'll even do Shahir's sort of uh before we get into spoilers cuz I'm this is where I'm going to go ham. Uh mm-hmm. the uh you know, we do understand it takes a lot to make a movie. Like mm-hmm. I understand too that this is not my particular cup of tea, but I've seen films that are not my cup of tea and loved them. Mm-hmm. This just didn't hit for me for whatever reason. However, I don't want to take away from anyone who actually, you know, spent time in crafting and making this thing because it obviously works for sixty six point six 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 percent
1: of the people reviewing this film currently. Remember, I, I feel like I'm kind of in the middle between you and Annie. I don't
0: know. You went pretty. You went pretty uh, positive. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in the positive camp.
1: I'm definitely. I definitely enjoyed it, but I'm okay. not. I'm not in love with this movie like I am in love with *Brokeback Mountain*. Or- Sure was the woman's anyway,
2: and, and before you get into the spoilers, you know, you were talking about you know all the people making the film. I don't know, you know it might be interesting to hear what Derek did with the cast at the lighthouse because it was mm-hmm. so secluded. I don't know if you guys knew that he actually set up camp there and there was only like a crew of like 20 people and they lived there for a whole month that's great yeah and and i guess the first you know he talked to michael fassbender who's you know a star and was like hey so we're gonna instead of flying us you know on a helicopter back and forth every day because it was like an hour and a half to civilization we're just going to camp out here in trailers and michael was like uh do we have to do this and derek said i want you guys to experience this it's going to be an experience and by the end they didn't want to leave and they basically like, I, lived that life for i think that's awesome days. yes yeah
1: i i and just, i it feels you know like having watched uh blue valentine uh which is harrowing you know a relation th- mm-hmm. that that relationship just felt harrowing um i think he is the kind of director who likes to go method with his actors yeah. um and I, I think it pays off. I think the performances in this are extraordinary. Yeah, and they um, did
2: fall in love in real life, so he must have yeah. something going. On.
1: Uh, I'm, the New Yorker article. Wait, what?
2: Uh, De- uh, Michael, Michael Fassbender
1: and Alicia Vikander are now a thing on the basis yeah, of this Yeah, They've show.
2: been dating since the movie. Well, you trap two
1: super attractive people on an <laughs> island. There's a, there's a, the, the New Yorker review of this film said something along the lines of, uh, if uh, Derek Cianfrance's um, yeah. directing work dries up, he should start a dating agency because in his last film, Place Beyond the Pines, even Mendes and Ryan Gosling became a couple off the back oh. of the as well,
2: uh, which I think is fun. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a low blow, but it, I mean, it was. You know, I guess it maybe it was supposed to be a compliment. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I think I think it's
1: kind of like um, like what Stanley Kubrick did with Eyes Wide Shut in the exact opposite manner, which oh. is that he sees. He, I think he see he's like a good director is good at spotting chemistry. Mm -hmm. Uh, He saw
0: no chemistry between Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. I mean, that's that's like let's throw him in this fucking hellhole. That's what that film
1: is really about. I mean, Uh, and 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 they split up kind of very close after that movie. I wonder why. Um, So I think I think he's you know he's he's got a great eye Uh, and he's got a great eye for talent as well as you know a visual eye. Uh, but let's get into the, let's get into the spoilers, and I'm gonna not do that voice. Yeah, again. please. Well,
0: I don't know what the <laughs> hell you're doing. So to do
1: Tom uh, is Michael
0: Fassbender's character. He is the lighthouse keeper. He's just back from the Great War and ready for some solitude as the film starts out. Uh, and so he decides to take a job as a light uh, lighthouse keeper on this remote island. It's, it's so it's off the coast of Australia, Janus Island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is interesting because uh, and I was thought it was pronounced Janos.
1: No, uh, Janus. Jan- Janus.
0: No, but I mean, I, mean, I guess the Greek. Is Janos?
1: No, I thought it was Janus. I, I don't know. Maybe
0: that could just be my Buffy showing, but they fought a guy who worshipped Janos, and it was the two-faced Greek god. Well, let's go with your authority from Buffy as a Yeah, the authority <laughs> from Buffy, Joss Whedon. Yeah. No. Uh, so it's the
1: between. It's so it's basically literally between the Southern Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. Ocean? Yeah. Gonna go, yeah. My geography is um, not that good. Yeah. Annie. So, Annie, is that in the book? Uh, do they say? specifically? Yeah, they
2: have like a whole map and stuff. I don't have the book on me right now, though. I can't. That's remember. cool though. But um
0: and so the, he goes and lives there uh but before he does he like runs across Isabel played by um I'm going to butcher her name now that I'm not thinking about it.
2: Alicia Vikander.
0: Thank you. <laughs> um and they like have like a like a like a they meet real briefly. This is where I thought it could have been truncated honestly because they meet there's a little bit of like eye flirtiness then he goes off to the lighthouse. Then he's there for three months. You sort of experience what the lighthouse is, and I thought that was very interesting. I thought the solitude was, was cool there. Then he comes back to, like, report or something, and then he goes to dinner. I, I didn't understand who um, Isabel's parents were in relation to the lighthouse. Like, her father was on the committee for the lighthouse, but he wasn't the one hiring him. Like, there was a lot of tertiary characters where I'm like, there's six people at this dinner table. I don't know why Michael Fassbender's in this house because of his job.
1: Right, right. I, I mean, again, I, I think the thing that... You, you have to take time and context and time and place in context here, which is that it's nineteen twenty three. Um the 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 small town is like An- eighteen, right? What's Didn't that? it start in nineteen eighteen? Uh nineteen twenty three was the, the yeah, around that period. Um and there's a small community that relies upon the lighthouse. So the lighthouse keeper, which is a um I my impression was was the lighthouse keeper was an important role that was that was governed by the Commonwealth. So it was oh, so it's like like, they were like almost like the top tier
0: government being like we're going to give the guy this job.
1: Yeah, exactly. it's a it's it's an important role, you know, and that's why they had a they had a uh, um, a ceremony later ceremony later later on. So and and again and then the the thing about the courtship as well is again 1923, complete isolation. He's just come back from the war. this is a period, and the thing that I actually really responded to in this film, and Matt and I have talked about this a little bit, is that I stopped dating pre-internet dating, so I've never experienced internet dating, <laughs> and 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 my dating also inclu- was pre-email, so... In my era of dating... did you write Shivali letters like this You would write letters <laughs> yeah. and, did you write them like this and, now? and I have boxes of letters that you know like How were cute exchanged is that? and and the thing about that is that that, that I really kind of it, I loved in this film was the sense that writing letters took time and you really had to think about what you were gonna say and it took and, and the, the the feeling of getting a letter back, is something that can never be replicated by email. It can never be repl- replicated by Tinder or whatever, because because the the amount of time it takes for this letter to get back to you, uh, and the thing is, is that when you got a letter back, you would read it five to ten times, you know? You read every line of it.
0: Here, so. I'm going to send you a letter in the mail, and all it's going to say when you open it up on really nice parchment is, you up?
2: <laughs> uh, and, and you figure, like, letters in this movie, they could only even send letters probably every couple months because... I
1: know, exactly. He, you know, he would wait for the, the captain to come. Well, the captain came with, like, supplies, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what I imagine. And then he and would he send the letter. letter back. So that, so th- so, so that courtship... You know, again, our frame of reference might be, you send a letter, it's immediately read. No, no, and I in get that, it. And in that situation, that whole period might have taken a year or no, two. No, I know, I know, I understand that. But then it's that, look,
0: the, the problem is it's a it's a realistic film to a point, And I, it's just one of those things where you have to buy, and luckily the actors are good, and you have to buy into the fact that it's love at first sight or this doesn't work. Right. Would you agree with that? Because even well, also, though it takes like years, like think about it, like maybe they had like 12 letters across a year and one picnic and then they decide to get married. Well,
2: but like, I, I, I've, you know, like I've seen some interviews and talking about that time, they were basically saying an entire generation of men got killed yeah, in this yeah, war. Then it's mentioned, like, as the, as you as know, as well. Isabel's two brothers got killed. So it was kind of like, wow, there's a new man, you know? And yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. It's completely like they're. The, no, the, I get that. But does I, that make it more or less romantic? No, to me, it makes it makes per, it, it is it is the way in which that era worked, which is that if there was two people of eligible age to be married, there is inevitably, you know, the, the glances that are. And, and the thing that everyone is thinking about is that these two will eventually marry. You know, that's the way it works. And I and I there to me, there was something kind of romantic about that. Like there was something about that where. Where these two characters glance, and, and, well, and I mean, the glances may, are
0: so loaded. That may be true historically, like what you guys are saying, but I never got the feeling from any any other character in this film at this point that they wanted those two to get together. Now, granted, historically, I'm sure that's right. And the glances, yes, very loaded. I'm just saying, in my opinion, felt like it was too long. You guys think it was the right length to get to the baby snatching, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I, I, I don't want to keep hanging on this, because this is not the important part of the film. <laughs> actually, but
1: the thing is, because you talked a little bit about consequence and, and the yes. idea of uh, you know, we actually one of our listeners pointed out that we do this too much. But the the therefore idea that the South Park um, South Park guys came up with um, uh, who Annie, said that Annie, who said that <laughs> if you're if you haven't listened to our podcast, and I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, we talk a, lo- a lot about story structure in terms of. Uh, one of the things that we liked is an idea that the South Park guys came up with, which was that every story beat should be, and therefore this happened, and therefore right. this re- happened. Right. I remember
2: I saw that documentary when they were talking about that. Yeah. yeah
1: exactly. In fact, did you produce that? Or no, I didn't. But I,
2: we might have watched it together, actually, in an old MTVU edit. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and so, and I think the thing is, is that the 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 setup of the relationship, the litters. The the miscarriages are really the, the for me, the, the and therefore this is why they make the decision.
0: A hundred percent. Yes. No, no. I'm not talking about that. I, this is where so I actually have written in my notes and this will help move us along. And you guys can attack me after I say this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they move out to the island. They get, ma- or they get married. They move out to the island. The relationship flourishes. You see them have a lot of lovely times, etc., etc. et cetera. And then they have uh, basically two miscarriages in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh, the first one hurts a lot and it's during like a storm, like emotionally, I mean, you know, and then the second one, um, happens when they're both inside, uh, when she's playing the piano, I believe.
1: Yeah. You got to remember the context of miscarriages there. One is when, and very early pregnancy. And and the second one one is is very very late late. pregnancy, which Um, the second one would be much more devastating. Yes. So,
0: um, I have written here and I do stand by this, uh, that those that the the second miscarriage is the last emotional thing this movie earns for me. Wow. Wow. Um because from and that dear
1: listener, there you have it. Matt Kroll is dead inside. But I am <laughs> I am very alive.
0: Uh, well undead. You let's see? go with let's go with undead. There you go. Um now moving moving on and we'll just sort of get, then so this is when the quintessential boat appears there's a, a dinghy or a, a not a dinghy just sort of a, a little rock little, little boat little yeah. sure let's call it a dinghy um comes up and there's a dead man
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh holding a very live baby mm-hmm. now how how long but after the second miscarriage just like maybe like a couple days they didn't, very, really, it really, was very they didn't fortuitous. really
2: say yeah uh, it's very shortly after yeah.
0: So they get the baby out, and the guy's dead, and Michael Fassbender's character Tom, he's like, "Okay, I gotta go report this. Mm-hmm. I gotta go send it along the wire." Because they had, they had, um, what's it called? Boop
2: boop 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 yep. Morse, yeah. Morris, um, yeah.
0: and Isabel's like, "No, like, let's just wait a couple days." And you're like, "Okay, I I see where this is going." And then eventually they hatch this plan because, and, and and granted, they talk through it. It's not done lightly, mm-hmm. but. They do. They take, in my opinion, the crazy person route of not returning the baby. Like, Isabel is like trying to convince Tom, like, they're just going to take him, and then she's going to go to some horrible orphanage, and then she's going to never have a life. Like, all stuff we know extensively probably is not true.
1: Actually, uh, I've done, uh, I have done, there is a project I'm writing about uh, 1895 New Zealand and ostensibly Australia in that period as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the story about horrible orphanages is very I'm not true. saying the
0: Orviches are not awful no, and, but, here, but this and, is what and I'm and saying this is listen this is the my point is this yes random babies or babies turned over to the state like in, <laughs> in the country yes but a baby found in a boat with a dead man at sea by a lighthouse keeper would be even though it's olden times front page news. And it's a baby from a woman from the town that they're from. So this would have just instantly gotten like, it would have been so big that whoever's baby this was, they would have – it would have been, A, well taken care for because it would have been in the public eye, and, B, they would have just found like it would have gotten to the right person. So while I agree with the fact that, yes, orphanages are bad and random babies – random babies Mm -hmm. are, like, you know, not not found in extreme circumstances would totally go through that. But
2: but this to me – But they didn't know where this baby came from. They had no idea. No, no, but do you –
0: but do you get what I'm saying? Like this is something like lighthouse keeper finds infant in ocean. Like that's something that's going to be plastered across news everywhere. But, but the back point then.
1: there is that is that the 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 the, the sickened miscarriage was ha- happened very late pregnancy. Yes, she's not thinking clearly. No, 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 no. Nobody the point th- there is that is that they make the conclusion that people will. It is reasonable for people to expect. That it was just their baby. It yes, arrived. the lie will
0: work. The lie would have worked if they stopped being stupid. But the the but it's still a lie. You're still stealing a child. Yeah, but
2: I, in, and, in, in the book yeah, sorry, there was ahead, a Annie. line which I thought they should have kept in the movie, okay. and it was something about the fact, you know, like I think Isabel said when she was trying to convince her and Tom that they should keep the baby was what what woman would let their baby go out with just a man, whether it's her father yeah. or whatever, yeah. in a boat alone? So they assu- they were assuming, they said something like, I bet the mother had already fallen off. Like, the mother wasn't in the picture anymore.
0: Now, here you go. If that was in the film, yeah. if that line was in the film, I might have felt different. That I, I, I
2: That was, like, the one thing that I was mad that they didn't put in the film.
1: Well, the interesting thing is when I was, when they were having, you know, because my thing there was I was like, is this film going to convince me that the... I don't have to agree with their decision, but I have to understand why they made it. Mm-hmm. And is the film going to convince me that they made the decision? You know that they've thought through the decision. And the thing, the first thing that I thought about was it was as they were trying, as Isabel was trying to convince Tom, she said, you know, uh, Tom retorts with the thing that the first thing that I thought of, which was, well, if we turn in the baby, we will be probably first in line to adopt it. But we should, you know, like there is someone's this baby has a mother somewhere out there and we need to make sure that that at least we try to get it back to the mother. And and then Isabel re- retorts with, you know, if if we the, no parent is going to want no state is going to give us this child. This child is going to be taken away to an orphanage. We are a single couple Living in an isolated lighthouse, no one is going to give us this child. Right,
0: which is why I think that line doesn't work with Annie's line. She mentioned from the book would have made me feel better about I it. I
1: think I think that would have compounded the issue, like that would have added to it. But I, but but for, for me, again, I didn't I didn't like the uh, I didn't agree with them. I completely 100 as a human being thought they should try and get this baby back to the mother and they should have reported it. But I the I understood the rationalization that the film makes to get us there. I just,
0: I couldn't get behind it. And that was the moment where I stopped getting behind anyone.
1: Um,
0: but then, so let's, let's just sort of move forward. So Tom wants to report it, but they don't, they, he goes and buries the body. Uh, and then uh, she convinces him well, let's see, da, da, da. they act like it's there. So yeah, they basically convince everyone in the mainland that they had the baby. The baby came early and they go home and they have like uh, the, the baptism. Uh, right. And during the baptism, uh, Tom sees a woman crying by a gravestone. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. She go- he goes over and he- the woman leaves and he sees on the gravestone it says loving father and blah 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 and like lost at sea or something. Basically a way that hints at the fact that, oh crap, that wo- this is probably that woman's baby. Yeah. Then he hides that from Isabel forever. Well, he writes he writes her enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the, the fucking Scooby gang that-, that Michael Fassbender does for this. So, due to his guilt, Tom starts, he leaves a note in the mother, Rachel Wise's, um, I forget her character name. It was Hannah, uh, Hannah, Hannah. Thank you. Uh, He leaves a note in her thing saying, uh, your father, your your husband is at peace and your baby is safe. Like as if that would make it so Hannah, who probably wasn't looking anymore, would stop looking. So what do you think about that? And what do you think about this little, it happens a second time later, but what do you think about this as a story device?
2: Well, I felt like the whole time he wasn't a hundred percent on board keeping the baby. No, he loved and, and Isabel so,
0: so much that he decided to go against his good judgment.
2: Exactly. So it was, you know, it was like the love for her. Yeah, obviously, kept him from, you know, giving the baby back. But I think it just tore him up inside, and he just thought that was the only way he could, you know, make himself feel a little better. Maybe I think he really thought maybe that would help Hannah. Like just knowing, and, like, hey. Y- y- your baby's okay. I know. I mean, and, it sounds ridiculous. But again, that no, was no, in the no, film. But, but also, so. uh,
1: I also like going? the thing is, is that what I like, lo- you know, like I like films, uh, you know, like dilemmas in films where where there are just basically two terrible sides of the coin. And and the thing here is that he loves that child. He loves Lucy. And he loves Isabel. Baby's name Lucy, yeah. Yeah, and and he wants to, you know, like, he loves being a father. He's basically become a father now. But he can't live with the idea that there is this mother that, that has been, you know, has had her child taken away. So I think this this uh this note was basically the one way he could try to keep both those things together and now it's a foolish mistake it's a foolish mistake and it's a selfish mistake but, but it, I, made, I, it made, I made me like his character
0: it. even less but i completely
1: understood it that's
0: literally trying to alleviate your guilt mm-hmm. by putting it on someone like putting it at somewhere else you no, know he,
1: think- he he's again and he it, he the film sets us up as well he is not good with <laughs> words and he's not good with like
0: uh, with no, his emotion, He says he's not good at words, but every one of his fucking letters is super eloquent. Well, he well, was he said,
2: but he was basically dead inside before he found Isabel after yes, the war, yes. you know? So, yeah, he, you know, I feel like he can communicate with her, but I don't know about anybody else. <laughs>
1: and And I, yeah, no, so I completely understood what he was doing with this leader. It's not it it's 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 misguided. And selfish. And and wrong, but I understood what he was trying to do. Right. Yeah. Misguided <laughs> and wrong things. That's what a lot of people do. That that, that doesn't mean that that he's a bad person.
0: I hey, well no he's I don't know. I I we don't have a lot of time. We've been we've been going for a while, guys. This, has this been is been a good great. Discussion. I, I'm
1: glad we're getting into this. Um, I'm glad so, you're here, Annie. <laughs> good, so let's too. just
0: truck down the the plot a little bit more. So then I I don't quite remember they go back to the island and uh uh, then eventually they come back, maybe like years later for a lighthouse ga- gathering, like a like Ode to the Lighthouse thing, <laughs> uh, right? Yes, I... it's,
1: it's four years later because the child Lucy is Lucy's now be... yeah. four four years old. Yeah,
0: um, and
1: they have a
0: lighthouse thing, and he uh, Tom sees Hannah in the audience, and he kind of freezes up after doing a speech, and then they meet, and then mm-hmm. Hannah meets Lucy and Isabel, and blah blah blah, and then is this at the point where he tells? Isabel, where Tom tells Isabel that I found uh, Lucy's real mother. No, he doesn't no, say remember, it at she, all. She, she, she realizes
1: She, it. she, she understands. Oh, she figures it out yeah. immediately. She gets it. Yeah, like, me- of course, she gets yeah, it. Han- yeah. Okay, remember so-
2: Hannah's sister's? Like, sorry, my sister was a little off. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She you know, you. lost a child and a son or and a husband. S- yeah. So and now, now but see, then, but then, like, do you hate Isabel at that point? Because then she breaks yes. down and is about to like throw up when she realizes that th- th- her Lucy has a mother.
0: Right now, but this is this is maybe I am dead inside, guys. Because, <laughs> I, I yes, like I feel bad for Isabel, but man, like you—you uh, so, took a baby, you took a baby, you took a baby. I, took a baby. <laughs> like that's not something that I, I just. I have a hard time with either characters or people that just make a crazy move and then get tore up inside when all of a sudden that crazy move doesn't work. Now, out. now
1: you gotta. I think the thing is that there's two things because I watch this with my wife and we have a baby and and the one thing that we both like immediately, uh, you know, Shivali even said uh, I completely understand the the connection to that baby. Once you have a child, the thought of giving them up or leaving them is is just in, Infathomable. I guess. So, and the thing, the thing you have to remember as well is that um, Isabel's character doesn't view this as taking a baby. What she views it as is that saving two, a baby. Th- she th- saved a baby. She's not only did she save a baby, but also that God, in her frame of reference, oh uh, boy, gave her a child. But see, all of these
0: <laughs> things, and I understand that that's what the movie's trying to do. I don't like the character, right. and and I have a hard time. This is what this is sort of my point, and I know we're running a little bit long, but like at this point, I don't like anybody because eventually, <laughs> because eventually it goes down the line where Tom now leaves a rattle, because uh, reasons
1: like no, what? no, he he, it's it's. It's the, the the accumulation of that guilt again. He it's it's like but he's
0: trying to get Hannah to be found at this point, right? Like
1: he's he's basically at that point said we have to get we cannot. He he has a conversation with Isabel where he says we cannot let this go on any further. We have to end this now.
0: And she says no. He doesn't have the balls to do it
1: himself. So he, no, decides, he does. That. And he and he the no. Way but he, he tries does,
0: to do it in a sneaky way that won't get him in trouble with Isabel. Otherwise, he would have just gone up to Hannah and been like, hey, listen, here's some fucked up shit. But no, he puts a fucking rattle and makes the police run around for two weeks until the guy who randomly went to the island and saw the rattle like a fucking hour ago. Like, there's nothing
1: brave about what he did. I don't think there's anything brave about what he did, but I think it's the like, again, he's he's torn in two different directions here, which is that he's like by he needs to do this. But by doing this, he will destroy everything he loves. Sure. And I think this is, like, his one way of softly doing it. But but he's – I think – and this is the whole thing, and
0: then we'll sort of go through the ending, and I want Andy to say more because I feel like I'm just shitting on this, (laughs) um, is I just have a problem with people or characters – that like i i'm i'm a mini futurist right like when i make a, a when i have time to like think you're a tiny person? i'm a tiny person <laughs> tiny person. when hey, i boy. when i make a decision especially like a large life changing decision perhaps like oh i don't know finding a baby and deciding whether to keep it or not i think about like nine steps ahead of like fuck what could happen what's all the branching splits of this and that's how i base my decision upon it mm-hmm. so it's hard for me and i don't understand that people not everyone does that, and especially Isabelle as a character, she's she's super emotional due to the tragedies that have happened to her, etc. But it's just it's just like everyone who has something bad happen post um miscarriages has it coming. Hmm?
2: But isn't but isn't Excuse that, me? Wait, except wait, for wait. Lucy? Except for Lucy? <laughs> but, isn't, oh, okay. isn't film, but isn't film about like? dispensing belief like why does this have to be a true like it's not based on a true story no no no
0: no, no. it doesn't have to be true that's not what i'm saying okay. i'm sorry I'm, I'm saying i can't normally there's a character that i think is in the right
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: no character is in the right even rachel at a certain point later on when it finally comes to a head and uh they have to give the child back and they go through this thing and tom gets arrested he takes all the blame mm-hmm because he's trying to be hero guy and protect Isabel, even though Isabel hates him. Then Isabel randomly lies and says that he
1: killed the guy. No, I, I don't think, I, I think she said she remained what silent. What happened in the book, Annie?
2: No, so she, she just stays silent. She doesn't yeah, want to. So silent. she never
0: says it, but they still try to try him for it. Yeah, yeah they just, they they're, that he, yeah, they're That's right. That he's, so then there's a running in a ribbon shop between Rachel, now that has Lucy named Grace and Isabel. And they have this moment where that Lucy runs up to Isabel and they have this horrible, horrible gut-wrenching sort of like, oh, my God, oh, my God.
1: Wait, are you saying you don't uh, – Hannah, Rachel Weiss's character, you think she's a bad person? Well,
0: let me get to that. I think she's a fine person until after the ribbon shop because she gets her daughter back and it's super hard and it's brutal and it's not it. No one is enjoying it. I just remembered the film that I was going to mention as well, we, and it relates exactly okay, to let this me, point. So let me just finish this yeah. and then hold on to it in your in your mind's eye. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a scene after uh, I, I think after um, Lucy runs away and is like trying to get back to the lighthouse and it's like a search party for that. Rachel deci- goes to Isabel and says, "Listen, I realize that I might not be the best thing for this girl, and she's." she she should go back to you and 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 at that moment i was like oh my god is someone going to do something like almost like uh, cr- almost christ like like giving up their child to, for the betterment of the child and everyone involved like taking on that pain herself yet again but then she's like if you testify against your husband and i was like what arbitrary bullshit is that you're literally using your daughter now as a bargaining chip to get back at the guy? Someone told you, actually, no, that everyone just assumes no one told you killed your husband after he was chased away into a dinghy by an angry mob. No, like that's fucked up. No, but
1: you have to again, and Annie, you're gonna—I'm sure you're gonna jump in on this. Jump but, in, jump in, jump in. But fight me. But the the thing is, is that she she believes she everyone at this point believes that Tom is the mastermind behind all of this, and Isabel was forced to do it. That's the story that they've concocted. Yes. So um, Hannah is basically saying, and, and I thought this was the most astounding moment in the film was when she said, "I will give you know you are the mother of this child and you need to look after her from right." Now and on. I'm going to do the right thing if no, no, and and basically she's saying the and she says in that sentence not just if she's like no I I cannot uh, hold you accountable for the things your husband did so your husband needs to be put away and once it, he's put away. I will give you this. So shot. you need
0: to testify, at, basically, because they're trying to put him away for murder. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. But I don't think Hannah is,
1: like, being malicious there. I, I think no, she I wants think to so see either. Tom yeah. put away because she believes Tom is the mastermind behind in, all of this. In, yeah. And she's
2: doing the most courageous thing. I Any, found, I, I, Any, I found well, that whole thing
1: heartbreaking. Well,
2: in the book, too, there was a different line when she first went up to that door. And she mm-hmm. said to Isabel, you know, the same kind of thing, like, you get your daughter back if you had absolutely nothing to do with this and you will testify saying you had nothing to do with this.
0: That would have been more interesting to me. That would have felt right. and That would have made it, that, that would have made, that would have saved Hannah's character for me. But I wonder why they
2: changed that. Because I, in the book, she she admitted it there and then I think you would have hated Isabel because Isabel said- I, I, already,
0: I already hate Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Lucy. Poor yeah. Lucy. And you know what? Hannah's father who names her Lucy or Grace Lucy or Lucy yeah. Grace like does it like a hybrid name. He is a great guy, too. It, again, <laughs> yeah, another I him, yeah. stalwart
1: of Australian cinema, except, Brian, Brian, except Brian Brown. he was
0: a super racist about Hannah's German uh, Yeah,
1: he
2: was. But, but I think of, when of she this. comes up to that door and it's more about Tom, I think then it makes it more impactful later on when she and, decides to pick her husband over her daughter. Yeah, I... I, I but then,
0: then what happens here, and we, got, we do have to wrap this up. We are going long. But then what happens is then she decides to be super lenient just because... No, because she Hannah. I'm saying
1: yeah, yeah. L- Hannah decides that that the thing that I love there is that every parent, every parent realizes that this that that raising a child is 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 really difficult. And sure. and and the thing that she's she comes to realize is that is that she these two people love each other and they did what they thought what they thought was right. And and she says, well, can I can both of them go to prison? I, I don't do I want to be responsible, and this reminded me of a story I heard of in New Zealand. Um, very very quickly, but this was one of the times where I was never more proud to be a New Zealander. But the woman, and he's very proud to be a New Zealander. <laughs> but uh, uh, it happened a few years ago. It was ha- it happened while I lived in in New York. Um, but a woman was named uh New Zealand Woman of the Year, and what she had what had happened was was her son was killed by um. Uh, a guy who was uh, a kid who had been speeding down the road, sure. And rather than, um, rather than uh, she she went to the she went to court and she pleaded with the judge to to have clemency on this on the sixteen year old kid who had killed her child. And she said, "There is no there is no point in destroying another life when one is already gone. That is not that is not the definition of justice." Right. And she and she ma- and she went out of her way to to spend time with the 16-year-old and, and let him live the concert with. And I was never, more, again, I was never more proud of being a New Zealander at that moment when this was our woman of the year. Yeah, and it, and it felt to me what Hannah was doing at this moment was acknowledging that what needs to happen is we all need to move on. And this child needs to be with a family. That makes sense. And, and, and so I was completely with this decision and, yeah. I, and there's no point at which i thought hannah was a bad person i thought she had she was stuck between the the she had the most difficult dilemma.
0: you just brought her back for me mm-hmm. but she still dips into what the fuck you're awful for me but that you're right no the way you just sort of put that yeah you're, you, she's the she's the bigger person she's doing the quote christ-like thing that i wanted her to do with the doorway at the end
2: and, and- no and and Oh, sorry. Oh, no, Go I'm saying, ahead, and ahead. you know, and she sees that the, this family really did take care of her little girl and basically save her life, and then still gave those little notes and did those little things to you know. I don't want. Maybe Tom was trying to, you know. Yeah, I don't give her don't back. Think notes but like, good. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like you know, she wasn't like, oh my God, there's these people that kidnapped my daughter and were horrible to her, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was she was being the bigger person. So, so all in all, then
0: uh, sorry, we do have to just wrap it up. Uh, the ending happens. Uh, they all grow old. Isabel uh, passes <laughs> the ending away. Happens. Uh, the ending <laughs> happens. Uh, well, no, because it kind. Of, this is something else. The pacing of the ending just breezes through. Like it's like after they embrace on the boat, and like you don't quite know exactly what happens to everybody, and then it's like it gives you a year change. And Isabel's dying. He event she eventually dies. They live up on a hill, and then uh Lucy Grace comes rolling up in her uh early twenties with a baby of her own to meet Tom for the first time. And she stayed. They all stayed away. It was sad that she missed Isabel, like as far as like being able to see her. And then there's the sort of saccharine sweet ending of like I'd like to come back sometime. Blah 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 blah
2: blah. So the thing see, that killed me. Oh, go ahead, that Annie. killed all of us. Like everybody I was with. Yeah. That just ki- like the fact that it killed me. You know, right? They everything about the movie and about Isabel Town was about love and they always wanted a family and they had this family and then they had to give up this family to save themselves. And then the fact that this girl came to find them at the end and, and like Isabel Miss- couldn't be there. Like, you know, yeah, and, in-
1: and, and, and you realize that Isabel lived a whole life without, without ever having another child. But they breeze
0: by... Like, I would have rather they lose some stuff in the beginning and, like, actually make like make me feel I, that as opposed to one shot of her in a hospital
1: bed. I like, completely felt it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Annie, it sounds like you did as no, well. No, I mean... Again, when, when, I understand him in the minority. Yeah, <laughs> when
2: he was reading, again, a letter, when he was reading that letter from Isabel, like, that just... It killed me. I was done, yeah. at, you know, at that. Just knowing, yeah, I, right, I, like, that she, that she went the rest of her life not being able to see this girl that, you know, last yeah. time we yeah, saw that, in the film, that, she was that still was dying she, and and and
1: she And she says in that moment that I that I needed to stay away from you in order for you to, to have the best. So she essentially does what Hannah said she was going to do. Yeah. Um, she stays away. And I, 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 the fact that she did that I thought it was just devastating.
0: Right. Yeah. The one the one move that I think Isabel did that is correct is sort of never – real. I mean, you see, it's talked about. It's never sort of experienced. I think that's what gets
1: me to – Would you want to see scenes of her just not having a child? I just want to see what <laughs> happened. Like, just because the story just kind of clips away, and then it's like, boom, basically, epilogue. Basically, in the
2: book, what happened – and they didn't really – it didn't go into much depth, but they had to – part of their getting pardoned, um, they had to move away. So they had to live in a town – you know, it was called Albany. It was like a little ways away from where they yeah. grew up. So they just, that was like, they couldn't be near Hannah and Lucy. Yeah. yeah, And so. that
0: would have, I don't know. I just like facts. I like things that, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. sorry, we are running so heavy. So <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'll do my final thoughts. Cause they're going to be harsher. And I don't particularly think I, again, I see, I understand. And obviously you, two are smart people that i respect and there are aspects of this film that i think are done well Mm -hmm. but i think the the problem for me is you have like the good spots of it versus by the end of it no truly likable characters for me any character i can actually root for other than a small child that is not given too much personality other than that of a small child uh it just the the mix of all that felt super meh to me and that i i I wanted to like this movie because uh, I like a lot of people involved with it, but it just, honestly, if we weren't having this conversation about it, I would never think of it again. So uh, that's it. I got to give it the old, the shitty, uh, meh, it's not good, it's not bad, it's just there for me. So you can choose based off these other two fine people. Shahir?
1: Cool. Uh, I'll go, I'll, uh, I'll let ha- Annie have the final word. So my point here is that I I equally... I think I'm in between Annie and Matt on this, which is that... Uh, actually, far closer to Annie on this. Which yeah, is that thank really, you. Don't try to ride the line. <laughs> I, I did really like this film. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very beautiful. I thought it was very beautifully made. I thought everyone involved did a wonderful job. Um, uh, the thing about your criticism, Matt, is that I think you didn't like characters. And I and I did not have that experience. I, I genuinely fell in love and loved every character in this film. And I, and I loved the difficulty with which the decisions had to be made. And the film that I was thinking about uh, uh, earlier was uh, uh, a Hirokazu Kurida film, Japanese film called Like Father, Like Son. That's which, what I was thinking too. Yeah, which we, which we talked about before. But it, it, it essentially, it, Like Father, Like Son and this film puts you in that really difficult position, which is that you can either have your family or you can do the right thing. And those are two impossible, like hard places to be in between. Um, so uh, my criticism of the film is that I think it, it, it is a little long. Uh, it is a little drawn out and I think it could be tightened up um, and there, there could possibly could be some way to make the, the moments that are emotionally resonant be more resonant. That said, I think they were there. I just, it didn't quite 100% land for me, but I was on board with this film and I was on board with Should everything. Should people see it? Absolutely.
2: All right, Annie, final thoughts. I mean, I obviously recommend it, and I really enjoyed it. I loved the old-fashioned feel of it. Um, I loved that there was no clear villain. There was nothing that happens in the middle of the movie where all of a sudden everything turns because of, you know, someone else coming into the story. I mean, I know Hannah felt that way, but it was really just about this family and the love that they had, and all the decisions happened because of the love that they had. So it just made it feel like an old-fashioned love story in that sense. Um, And I also liked, you know, not knowing who to like throughout it. You know, there'd be times when Tom gave the letter. I was like, that dick, just fucking stay on your island. Like, you're happy, you know? And then, you know, and then Hannah would do something. And just, you know, there were so many different back and forth what I felt, but... It's an
0: interesting wave of altruism versus selfishness throughout the entire thing. I will give it that, too, because there's a lot of altruism sort of in the beginning, and then it just all becomes selfish, and that does make it hard to put behind.
1: Again, I think those terms are not the correct terms, because I don't think anyone was doing anything selfish. I think they they were all just trying to navigate this dilemma and right. I, I love that this let's dilemma take someone else's
0: so, baby because we lost ours that's not selfish at all i <laughs> you know so again, like, but I'd love sorry, to like any any,
2: anyone who watches the film I'd love to be like to ask and I guess it's you know you can ask men and women if you were in this remote area you know miles and hours away from anyone else you're about to have a baby any day you have a miscarriage a baby washes on shore the person's dead you have no idea where this baby's from I mean, you know, you're depressed. You don't. You probably can never have a baby again. You've already had two miscarriages. Like, I don't know. What would you do? Like, th- that was yeah. what your whole life ahead of you was about having a family. I
0: know. And I can always say from my experience, like, who I am as a yeah. person, I would give the baby back. And I understand that a lot of people wouldn't. Like, yeah. I, I, I can see the the twisted logic behind it. Yeah. But, like, I, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting
1: question. It's uh, just. I, yeah, for me, I, I do agree that I, do, I think they should have given the baby back. Mm-hmm. But I completely understand why they kept the baby Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Annie,
0: uh, I'm guessing you think people should see it. I think people should see it, yes. Okay, (laughs) cool. Well, guys, this has been the only podcast. This might be our longest episode that's not a Star Wars movie. Annie, I'm Uh, so
1: happy you came on. The only podcast
0: about the light between oceans. Annie, thank you so much for, for being here. And to be honest, like... In, in a way, n- not keeping me in check, but giving me a counterbalance. I mean, more so. Because like, you wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> no, no, but, no, but two people, to be honest, seriously, and it's not having to do with, you know, I don't trust you, Sheer, because I do. <laughs> it's just having a counterbalance with me as the minority makes me think more about my reasons. And I think I've changed on a few of them, mm-hmm. but not enough to make this a, a, a total win for me. Can. But I appreciate I appreciate the the outlook.
2: Yeah. No. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we changed a little bit of your thinking, yeah. potentially, maybe. <laughs> Where can people
0: find you, Annie, if they want uh, you to brighten their lives um, further?
2: Gillis20 on Twitter. I think I have like 300 followers. Um, yeah. But you'll, yeah. you'll get a lot of stuff about Alicia on there. So if you like Alicia <laughs> candor, I, I retweet a lot of things. I don't tweet. I retweet. I'm a retweeter.
1: Nice. <laughs> retweeter. And I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be seeing... An Assassin's Creed movie and a Tomb Raider movie in the near future.
2: Yes, yeah, so I if you need some help with that, I, I would be I would love to come on. And Pure, if you, you guys, have, love, no, if you guys yeah. do Pure, that Swedish film, I would love to I, talk I about I would
1: it. love to do Pure. And I really Annie, I really think you would love uh Like, Bob like Son, by the Likes on
2: Okay, way. I'm gonna check that out. I really am.
1: Shahir, where can folks find you? You can find me at www.shaheerdowd.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com with uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff on there. Robot music video coming very, very soon. Oh, you promise or <laughs> you. I don't uh, trust it. Coming very, very Never soon. Never happening. Uh, you can also find us. Matt and Shahir at onlymoviepodcast.com. We have over what 60 hours of content now. You could listen to us for a long period of time. Um, and yeah, get in touch, uh, leave us a review on iTunes please if you if you enjoy the show, that is the one way you can help us out. Uh, we don't have a Patreon or a Kickstarter yet, but if you if you leave us a review on iTunes it helps us get more ears on the podcast. Yay, and you can find me at
0: matthewcroll.com, m t c w k r o l scroll to the number 4 p r e z on Instagram or emperormsk
2: on Twitter. And I, I, have to, I have to sign off because I have to go be an ant. So you know, I have to go do that ant thing that I was yeah. uh, introduced yeah. as in the beginning. There you go. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, here it is. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Shere. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye.